Are you listening? Ladies and gentlemen, welcoming you back to the Attacking Free Transfer Talk podcast. Today's a little bit of a different format. Um, we're without our third host, Andy, so it's all in one part today, and you'll be able to listen to this episode through both Yannick on Chelsea and the Attacking Two. So today I'm here with my co-host Jimmy, and we've also got a guest in, CFC Max. Um, you can find him on Twitter. Um, is it at CFC Max, Max? It is, yes. Yeah, brilliant. Cool. Welcome yeah. to the podcast, uh, Max. How you doing, mate? Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. Um, we've Pleasure. got a lot of things to talk about today about with Chelsea. So yeah. it's interesting. It's going to be a good talk. It is, yeah. mate. Um, just before we get into it, um, we just want to, from all of us at the podcast, want to express our concerns about the... Uh, the striker Emiliano Sala. Um, obviously, it's a very sad and serious situation. We'll, we all want to express our, our hopes that um, he is okay and he's found and the search is successful for the striker because he seems like a, a man in good form with a lot of people that are concerned about him. So um, that's just something we wanted to express. But getting into it, I'll, uh, I'll start talking about some plays and transfers. Um, starting with my co-host Jimmy... Do you want to talk about the recent news about Paredes and <laughs> Paris? Just to get straight into it, mate. I honestly would like not to because I'm really gutted about that. Mm. Um, I, As you will have seen, I, I wrote a scouting report for the Chelsea Echo the other week where I was... Uh, you know, I was ecstatic about him joining his... He's a fantastic, phenomenal player who's very, very talented. And he, I, I do believe he'd fit into the system very, very well. And reportedly, according to Matt Law, um, if I'm not mistaken, we were or we already had a deal in place with Zenit Zant Petersburg, but um, then we pulled out even mm. before PSG came into play. So that's weird. Uh, I don't know where that sudden change of heart came regarding midfielders after Sari said in nearly all press conferences since Fabregas left, or even before they even left, mm-hmm. we need a replacement. And he would be, and he, he wouldn't only be a replacement for Fabregas, but he'd bring so many more things to the table. But yeah, we, we saw the social media post of his wife she's in paris and doing hard so it does seem as if this is like a new chapter for them which has started mm-hmm. can't blame her who wants to live in uh, with all no disrespect to russia but you know between paris and uh st petersburg i think as an argentinian you'd rather live in central europe so mm-hmm. i said no disrespect to russia but uh, sure. From a footballing perspective as well, of course, because you'll get paid much, much more, you'd expect, and he can play in the Champions League. Absolutely. Sorry about that, but didn't he want to join Chelsea? You know, he liked that tweet saying, I wanted to, like, welcome to Chelsea. Yeah. I thought he wanted to push the Chelsea move, so it's a really strange one, that. I do str- believe that. Yeah, sorry. So, yeah, just to bring you in, Max, that is a, that is a strange one. It did look like that, but, you know, we footballers are like these days, they, they'll just, for the for jokes and banter they'll try and wind up the sort of press and you know this yeah. that and the other liking stuff um how do you feel about this this sort of change of heart potentially uh from Paredes do you think um it's weird of PSG I mean I guess he'll be a replacement for Rabio, who looks like he's off to Barcelona maybe um how do you feel about the whole sort of Paredes situation Max 
Well, I'm disappointed, you know. He's a great player. I've watched games of him in the past and highlights here and there. And he looked like he would, he would have been perfect for our situation in midfield. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see, uh, as, as you said, Rabiot's mostly moving. I know Barcelona's just signed that to Jong, so he won't be going there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's... So I guess Rabbitots uh, could be going somewhere now, but I, I'm, it's really gutted situation. I don't really know. Like, with a transfer this since the last couple of years, I think our transfers have been getting poorer and poorer. Mm. And the players we want, we don't get, and we ended up with, I don't know, players second fiddle to other clubs. So it's it's, it's a bit weird now. Interesting point you made there, and like a something that a tangent that we can jump on about the Chelsea transfers getting poorer and poorer. So I'll put a question to Jimmy. Um, in hindsight, if you excuse my French, we've made some shit transfers. But initially, the club won't have seen a lot of these transfers as poor. And I'll just reel up a few reasons. Uh, drink water is someone Conte wanted. And, you know, he identified Kante and drink water early doors when he came to England. So there was a sort of reason why we got him um, in the second season before the Conte fallout. Uh, Bakayoko was a a highly rated midfielder for Monaco. Um, a lot of people wanted him. I was really excited when we got him. Uh, incidentally, he's like winning man of the matches in, for Milan now, which is interesting. Um, mm. And, you know... I'd like to see him get enough chance, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, well, we can go on to that in a second. But um, Barkley was a very smart purchase in terms of turnover and immediate value uh, once he signed a contract. And even Morata, a lot of people saw... You know, we, we've sort of chatted at length on this podcast about how Morata demonstrated ability at Juve and Real Madrid. They all looked like... They didn't look like dumb signings, really. But you, but you're right to, to say, in hindsight, they've, they've looked pretty poor. So, um, I mean, we can get into this with Higuain. doesn't necessarily look overly exciting, but maybe that will be be the flip of it. But, um, so, yeah, just um, ask you, Jimmy, what, I want to talk about the midfielders still, actually, while we're on this. Do you think... You 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 were, you quite rightly spoke about Sari echoing his sentiments over and over about wanting a replacement for Fabregas. Do you see that happening in this window now? Okay. Now, before I answer, uh, before I answer that, just to add something you said before, why uh, that Paredes now chose Paris Saint Germain. I don't think he did choose them over Chelsea Mm. I think he would have still preferred Chelsea but we pulled out of the race for him because Zenit kind of put up you know a 50 million price tag or something like that so he didn't really have a choice but coming to your question um, I honestly think we were intending to do so Mm -hmm. but after this whole striker conundrum and sorry you know getting his way with uh, Higuain mm. I think the club said well you know we're really breaking our policy with 30 plus players and paying a lot for a 30 year old, a 31 year old uh, you know we can debate about whether that's a good signing or not uh, now that it's more or less official mm-hmm. but um, I think they said well he's gotten that so you don't need a midfielder because we've got enough midfielders because we do have a lot of midfielders just not in the mould of Regista and that's the thing I think they just see quantitative oh we've got a lot of midfielders but they our hierarchy don't realize that you have to be a specific mold of midfield in order to uh, fill the boots or the have the credentials to play Regista which is seriously 
uh, underrated job mm, of course in football at the moment so the thing is I don't think so I, I know we can mould players into that Kovacic may be able to mm. fill in there um, Ambadou could be moulded into one over, over time I don't think Lewis is a viable option there for many reasons and otherwise we don't really have one so either Jorginho plays 70-80% of the games up until the end of the season or the Chelsea board does suddenly you know pull our uh, grab out of the hat but I don't think we will get one I, okay. I think with Higuain it's that's it you know I, Moses is going we'll have a few outs but that's it okay well let me bring Max in here so so yeah I think you're right I think the board will say to sorry look we've got you your boy that you know you adore so much you now swallow everything else but Max provided well I say provided as as long as Sari stays at Chelsea, will be playing his football, his Cerismo. So he said he needs an alternative for Jorginho. I mean, we can all see it when he's knackered or certain games, his head's not there. Sari's even said like he wanted to put Sesc on certain games, not as a as a B team register, but to to offer something different. He's also explained how Kante isn't going to be in that role. So if you look within our current squad, Max, um, Jimmy's just sort of reeled off a few there. Would you agree with him with maybe Kovacic playing that role, or could you see a player that we've got currently filling in to that register role that allows Sorry to keep his other midfielders doing what they're currently doing? Um, good question. That yeah, it's a difficult question. First, yeah, first off, <laughs> I, I wanted to say that when Sorry brought Jorginho to to Chelsea he thought he'd play exactly like Napoli but now he's realised the Premier League is so much more intense and you can't play every game as he would have done in Napoli mm-hmm. um, as you're saying for the team depth from who could play that position I don't think anyone in, in our current team can I think yeah. Kovacic is not um, he's not known for his passing ability he's more of um, a person who puts hard work in dribbler. good dribbler yeah yeah uh, who else we look at Kante he's not known he's named for his hard work as well and his defensive ability but I mean, he's not that creative mm. so looking at it now we've got lost Cesc Fabregas mm. I can't see anyone to fit into that role it's difficult isn't it I mean like Jimmy said and, and I think a few people have said there's a sort of romantic view of getting Ampadu to play it because we've seen him play a DM for Wales where he does actually play long balls but yeah. play, doing what Jorginho does is so much it, it, you know that's more sesque than Jorginho really it's isn't too it? early so yeah, it's, it's too yeah early. exactly that's that's the yeah, most prevalent point here because as much as we've got high hopes for him he looks like a leader he puts a tackle in he stops fights he starts fights <laughs> you know, he's a, he does it all but to throw him into yeah. the most like important role in the team is difficult so it is a worry lads I think for that sort of for that role because he will need a rest and, and what what you were saying Max as well it's, it's not just the league difference it's, it's the expectations like Sarri was excellent with Napoli Napoli did excellent football but he was afforded to throw in the towel in all the other competitions because they were like focus on the league which obviously for Jorginho he could play once a week and be relatively refreshed in Italy where Chelsea are like no mate you know you're you're in for all these cups here do you know what I mean yeah. so um it's going to be stressful for these first oh, teams. Stuff designs around him, wasn't it? It was when Sorry brought him. He was like, "Oh, I'm going to build the team around Jorginho." That was mm. his main man. Mm-hmm. And so when you don't play him, Sorry automatically does his 
team sheet with Jorginho in. So when he, when he's when he's not fit or when mm. you know he's already played once a week or already and he can't play another, it's you you built a team around him. So it's hard not to play him. Okay, yeah. Okay. So Jimmy, late, in, later on the uh, latter part of this podcast, we're going to talk about go back to transfers and talk about potentially supplementing weaknesses. But while we're on a little bit of a mm. tangent here. Let's say we don't get another signing, or certainly mm. not that midfielder that can that can be the rotational player for for Jorginho. Um, there's a lot of talk about flexibility now. I, I've spoken a lot on social about how how Sari won't change, but there was I think yeah, I don't know if I spoke to you guys early like a few months ago when we played Liverpool in the cup. There there was a. Um, uh, a formation that was did sort of resemble a four-two-three-one, where it was kind of a double pivot with Kante and Sesk. Now, this wasn't his normal Jorginho Cerismo. Um Do you see? Do you see any of that? <laughs> if if Jorginho really does get knackered, and it's just too evident. Um, I know Kante is not going to play that DM in a four-three-three. We all know that. But do you see, due to personnel, something changing later in the season, Jimmy? No. No, I don't think so. Uh, especially as um, Sari is more or less uh, stubborn in the regard to only use 14 players, and that wouldn't work uh, in the Premier League if he wants to play a 4-2-3-1 because he'd have to uh, use a few different players. Um, and the thing is, uh, a few days ago, I got uh, sent... Uh, a passage from an interview sorry did um, about him saying yeah we he did use a 4-2-3-1 on several occasions last season I didn't know that I mm. thought he's been only using 4-3-3 the entire time but he has he does variate uh, between 4-3-3 and 4-2-3-1 but only once the team has perfected 4-3-3 otherwise it seems not to work because in that 4-2-3-1 they have to be able to immediately you know immediately be able to change back to a 4-2-3 yeah, revert back yeah and the thing is if you aren't you know if it's not really uh, uh you know perfected yet then that will be very hard and you could break formation you could you know oh, there'll be holes in your defense etc and mm. of course you won't be able to press as effectively so the problem is as long as that isn't the case you know as long as we haven't perfected sorry's uh not you know basic common approach we won't see any changes i'm yeah. pretty sure of that and i don't think that will be this season because he'll need at least until next season to really you know see the perfect sorry ball we want at stanford bridge yeah fine point. talking about that um do you think for willing's sake that we should change the formation and he should not stick by his you yourself because we're playing people like William every game who's not seeming to do much for the attack and so on with midfield players. For winning's sake, would you change would you recommend changing the formation and well, not playing the sorry the sorry way? No. Well that that's the question, isn't it? I mean uh, no, I agree but you know, this shouldn't be up. This shouldn't be even a question because we should be playing Callum Hudson Odoi every game. We mm. should, you know, and then that of course also is a positive. Has a positive effect on um, the four-three-three formation. Or what, what? What do you say, Yannick? My my issue is if if we the, the, there's so many people that 
talk about Chelsea as a winning club and talk about the pressures of the club and saying that he needs results now, there needs to be some alternatives or, you know, compromise and he can do this later. It's just not going to work. It's going to jeopardise the project. The club took a risk getting Sari in and if they wanted to have a different style that or a more flexible coach, they could have got Laurent Blanc or they got Sari in for a reason and they've got to be able to roll with the punches. Because if they don't, it, it's all fruitless, you know. So they 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 need to take the L's where you know whether that be like a sort of a player power thing or poor performances. Because if they, if he stops and well he won't, but let's just say for theoretical state um, sake, he like uh, alters and does a bit of this, does a bit of that, and it slows the whole main progress of the transition of Chelsea's footballing philosophy then it's just all a bit naff and you might as well have a yeah. flexible coach, you know. Sorry doesn't do that. It is really an all or nothing with Sorry. You know you know more than anyone that if as soon as he starts to get a few losses, he won't get that chance to redeem himself with his way of football. He'll just get fired. You know how we yeah. go through managers like No Tomorrow. So sure. maybe with Pepsi Football Club he can't he can't do that. He's gonna have to change and he's gonna have to try different things unless I mean if he wants to keep the job at the end of the day but yeah, you you might, you might be right, Max. But I feel I feel personally that it's all or nothing because you say if I can see if he does change and it doesn't work, and then he can't go back, and then he looks like an idiot, and then he looks like I don't know, and then he looks like he can't yeah, do his I own football. He can't do his own yeah. football. He can't do the other. He well, we're, this is all this is all like hypothetical because he won't change. He says this is the football I play, and that's the reason why Chelsea signed him. We said, yeah, we want that. We don't want anything else. We want that. Um, if it doesn't, we'll give you X amount of time. We'll have realistic expectations, but we want that. You know, this is what we've bought in the shop window. We want that Napoli football here. We don't want anything else. If we wanted anything else, we would have got a trophy-winning manager that would have been gagging to come to Chelsea because there was, you know, there would have been a few. That's I really a good believe point. That's but... a good point. Luis Enrique, <laughs> Lauren Blanc, they would have snapped. They would have jumped. Yeah. You know, originally Luis Enrique's wages were too high, but at the end, towards the end of um, our manager hunting, he was gagging to come to Chelsea before we went to Spain, and he lowered his wages demands right down. You know, and he's won all sorts of stuff like the treble with Barcelona, isn't he? So it's not about that. It's about the brand of football and the type of character Sari is together um, but we, we, we've with got a goal scorer it will work I mean, yeah, I think well, the, yeah. the way he plays we just need goals and mm. with a goal scorer hopefully Higuain will solve that and we'll be in a few weeks time we'll be laughing but yeah. I mean we're just... being reactive as well like there's certain respected journalists and brought like James Horncastle, Paolo Bandini, um, and people like Michael Cox have been listening to all these journalists and uh, broadcasters they've all said Sari's Napoli is some of the is like are some of if not the best football they've seen in the last 10 15 years including Pep Guardiola's Barcelona you know Pep sits sat and invited Sarri to dinner because he like considers him an equal in terms of like and that sounds like a really egotistical thing but no you're right you're you know right, you're yeah right. you know all these people like they they and for us to just suddenly give in and be like no let's play a 4231 with Kante and throw in the towel it's just weak and it's wet um, you know, we could finish seventh and continue with Sari, and um, the club would look good ultimately, say, in a couple of years' time, with or without Sari, if we're playing attacking football that he set down that marker, the club set down the marker. Roman tried it before with AVB, didn't work. But now they're gonna they're gonna go all in, you know. So, um, all right. So before before we move on to a, a different subject, guys, I want to ask you both just to finish on this uh, this register issue. Um, 
are we only I'll, I'll ask uh, Max first and then, then you Jimmy uh, you can sort of give me an answer and then you can expand on it if you choose to but we're starting with you Max do you think we're going to have any other Regista playing player this season other than Jorginho I don't think we'll sign anyone uh, I think yeah. if we was going to it would have been done by now because with these deals you kind of have to get them done by this stage so internally yeah, then in, like, so in the squad already I think I don't know who would play that role um, yeah, it's such a difficult one isn't it I think it will be Jorginho until he gets injured and then if that happens it would have, I think he may move Kante further back because I just can't see anyone else playing there imagine the headlines um, alright uh, Jimmy um, I'll just give this to you two uh, Simon Phillips started a poll about three hours ago and he's already got nearly 7,000 votes on it uh, regarding who if we exactly your question you know who takes up this uh, role if uh, we don't sign anyone and 60% of 7,000 people you know I mean there could be some trolls from other uh, other clubs as well but let, let's you know give it the benefit of the doubt this poll mm-hmm. um, 60% say Ampadu 25% say Kovacic 14% say Luis, and 1% say Christensen I think Christensen was always going to be a mm-hmm. long shot but still you know yeah, yeah. so uh, Ampadu, sixty percent. I do not think that Ampadu is ready for that role. He is ready for everything, but people yeah. underestimate that regista position so much. Jorginho is a fantastic player, but he's playing poorly at the moment because it's a lot to do, and it's a new league, of course, and mm-hmm. people are figuring out, and they need he needs his teammates to to help him out to occupy I'm the right space telling so. you that Ampadu will have just as much a hard time because he's not you know uh, uh, well versed or you know he hasn't been in training a lot a for this one touch football he's 18 years I old Sar- I don't think Sarri sees him as a, well, a resistor anyway I think he sees he him as a centre back he has yeah. yeah yeah no definitely but I think the club all in all has seen him as a centre back since he started yeah, but yeah. Um, he Maritza Sarri did say a few weeks ago in a in an interview with the official Chelsea website he can see Ampadu fitting that role in the future oh, but yeah. it needs another work so that it isn't impossible but you know this would be it would have been fantastic if Fabregas would have stayed and he would have gradually uh, let Ampadu you know fill that role maybe mm-hmm. for the last 15 minutes in training or in cup games and he would have uh gradually uh, moulded him into exactly that and we wouldn't have any problems even if Kovacic wouldn't have joined us uh, or doesn't join us at the end so I don't I think that's too premature I, I, I my choice would be Kovacic I know he hasn't been too he good he hasn't played three, 90 minutes yeah. does he he hasn't played 90 minutes yet so well no but that's for different reasons because I think uh, sorry more or less trust Barkley mm. uh, a lot for whatever reasons um, Maybe but it's less you know, knackering as well, the Regista, because he moves less. Yeah, well, the thing is, I think changing those two makes sense. Uh, they both complement each other quite well from a substitution point of view. But um, if you want to uh, back up Regista, then it's got to be Kovacic, in my opinion, because he can do that one-touch football passing. That's very true. Uh, he can he can think. He's got very quick in his decision-making, and he's got quick feet, and he can actually 
hold off a ball. Not that Ampadu can't hold off a ball, but you know, if you're getting pressed for such a long time, Kovacic can, you know, he, he he's pretty press resistant. Yeah, um, he is, yeah. And Ampadu is fantastic in so many things, but I don't think that that role yet would be good for him. I think that would throw him back, actually. I think we're all... Uh, yeah. I was going to say, I think we're all in agreement here. Just to finish off, um, I, I think you're, you spoke some really good points about Kovacic there. Um, he is press resistance, and we have seen him do one-touch layoffs. My only concern is, he, ha- for one reason or another, he has been a rotational uh, midfielder, and to suddenly put him into, again, that responsibility, uh, obviously it won't be as heavy for Amp- um, as it would for Ampadu, but I have some concerns uh, with Ampadu. We'd all like to see him there uh, eventually, and we and none of us would say he hasn't got the ability because um, he could be a leader and he can. He has got the skill set. And I've, at Stanford Bridge this season, I've seen him play centre back. I've seen it. I've seen him play in the midfield, but um, not as the register. Um, and he played came on as wing back one game in, in the Europa League. So yeah. well, full back, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, full back. Excuse me, yeah. So he he has been all over the gaff, and Sorry's obviously going to keep an eye on him and say, "How's he doing there? How's he doing there?" So. He's yeah. He's but, right to have it in his mind. Um, Yannick, so, go on. Just, just, but think of it like this, uh, because you mentioned Kovac hasn't been playing much. Um, why has that? Why, what, yeah, why, why has that been the case mostly in recent history? Because uh, Rumlov's cheek's been coming into the team, and he's was actually genuinely changing Sari's mind that he is actually the first choice that oh, should course. be gradually. And then, of course, that injury setback was heartbreaking, mm. but. I We're think really that was actually the ring, huh? We're really missing him. Like he's oh, yeah. he's emotionally we need someone person to get us goals. So yeah. exactly, not, but not only the goal scoring, we need someone to carry the to ball, drive the, the ball into the final third in, yeah. in positions where the the wide forwards aren't doing. He'll literally yeah. go between the lines and stuff and literally tank it through if, where, where other players won't Junior, go. If Jorginho did get injured, I'd be really more down then, and then just stop the resistor and just play a defensive midfielder, and then just put Kante there, and then put maybe Loftus Cheek and Kovacic, because mm. I just think if we're looking for another resistor, he, no other player will be ready. So I think you have to change that just to a defensive midfielder and allow your other two centre mids well, to. The whole system goes to shit though. Yeah, well, that, we're, we're assuming work, that. Man. We're assuming no, that, but he might he might have something up his sleeve. No, sorry, it it, it you, it's not assuming here. Think of it. No, as in no, we, as in, we, no. we need that regista no. because he helps play out from the back. We need he has to be that constant. Sorry, no, no, no. You, you got no. You, I, I don't mean that. I've, I agree with that wholeheartedly. No, what I'm saying is what we're assuming is sorry doesn't have a thing in the back of his mind that I've actually oh, been right. doing a little bit of training with uh, with like you say Kovacic here. Or a little bit of training with Louise there, whether we like it or not. He might have something in the back of his head that he's tried a little bit in training. Um, so, you know, like you say, he, he might continue that style, but it may not go to, to shit as we think it will because he might have some sort of backup. I, I just want to move on, chaps, because we, we've sort yeah. of done the register to death. Um, I want to come back to Max. Um, okay, so let's go back to sort of hypothetical in an ideal world world um, let's forget about the Regista issue for a yeah. minute because I think we'd all agree a purchase for there would be great looking at Sari's team Max um, yeah. if you other than that sort of midfielder role and you know assuming Iguain's completely signed and done if you could have one signing 
to in this January window for Sari's football to come into the first team in the first eleven immediately. Uh, what would yep. you choose? Like you don't have to name a player, but name a position. It, it would be attacking winger, someone who, a, a goal scorer winger. Let me rephrase myself because Callum would I know we've that. I know we've got Pulisic coming. I know I know we're talking about Callum and. He doesn't. Even, I don't even think he wants to stay anymore because he's refusing to sign a contract. As the media's reporting, mm. but we signed Pulisic, who's going to come next year, and it looks like, he, well, he's not a goal scorer as we know so far. He may change coming. He's got the half next half season still to come. We've still got Willian and Pedro, and Pe- Pedro's a great player. Don't get me wrong, but he's slowly on the decline. He's getting less goals, and Willian, we know, he's just doesn't get goals anymore. So we're stuck with Hazard, and now we've got Higuain. So and then we've got one more spot. I think for this January transfer for that to finish the season, I think we just need goals. That's the main. When I'm watching well, Chelsea, I think everything else is like we can we can, we are okay midfield. We are okay defense is a bit rocky, but we've got the players to play there. I tell you, I tell so you what, pick, just to put a pin in that, Max. Goals, another goal scorer. Yeah. Well, I mean, just to put a pin on that before I bring Jimmy in, before the Arsenal game, we had the same defensive record as Man City. So I think, I don't know, I, I think we've been considering it's a new system and an attacking system, what a possession system. Yeah. I think we're doing quite well for defence, but I disagree with yeah, you. Yeah, a lot on, of course, don't we? Yeah, I, I disagree with you on, on, the, on the winger because I feel like we do need a winger, but not for this January transfer because we still have Willian, Pedro, Hazard, um, I don't maybe we should sell one and then yeah, I know, I don't, I'm a bit massive like preacher for Hudson a player yeah, and of I think if we sign another 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 player another winger it's going to be hard but we just need to finish the season strong we need more goals but that's what Higuain, Higuain will do he may fail we don't know yeah like, but he, I mean you know, that's you know, but any signing may fail. You know, any winger may fail. Higuain is a, someone who actually knows the system and throughout his career. Put, it's hard to put your whole whole hope into one. No, of, one co- of course, but it's not just that, is it? It's it's putting him there so Hazard can go back in the left where he scores his goals as well. Um, you know, it's it's and creating balance and sort of into the team. If there's one thing Higuain's proven, it's it's consistent goals. Maybe not in well, cup finals. Higuain comes in, he gets injured, then it next week. And we're yeah, stuck but, in, you know, sure, we're but you're but you know what happens if you're oh, new, you know your your winger might come in and fail and get injured next week. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, and well, at least we've got Higuain. So it's sure. like a back a backup attacking player. We you know we've not got that's why. Uh, okay, okay, goal. okay. No, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Okay, but before yeah. I bring Jimmy in, I, I want to see if he agrees. Maybe with... attacking midfielder. They yeah. may someone att- attacking player that's you just, a, want, a you just want goals Max don't you <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, I think Emerson will replace Lonzo I think he's definitely good enough but our centre backs are fine David Luiz I don't trust him defensively but we've got Christensen and you know he's still mm. a very good player David I mean we'd all well, want right we, we'd all want so, the, yeah we'd all want Nabil Fakir to come in in this yeah, he'd be perfect he'd be yeah, perfect right. oh god damn you that's what I wanted to say okay, well, I was really Jimmy. thinking of everything what I was going to say yeah, I was going to be really really smart and say ha you you're still all can. wrong you, you still can he wants to come to Hold on, hold on, boys. Keep your powder dry here. Keep your powder dry. So, what? Uh, before I bring in Jimmy, I, I'd argue I think Pedro and Willian are both on their way out, but they're both going to be when Hazard's back on the left. I'm happy with them two rotating on the right on a meritocracy and form. Pedro, I'll be into the Barcelona deal though. That's still in my yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's just let's just put a pin in that for the moment. I've, Pedro's can score goals. I, I feel that the right side is toothless. It's less toothless when Pedro's there. So when Hazard's back on the left, Pedro's starting on the right and Higuain's at the top. But he I, won't. He, 
big William. You know that he loves. Well, no, William. No, we, got, well, like, he also loves Pedro, right? So just, just wait. And, and after, and after seeing, go to uh, hold on, hold on, Max, mate. So after, well, he's seen Williams better on the, on performing on the left anyway. So and he's seen Pedro score these like recent goals and get these recent chances on the right. Pedro is a goal threat, and he came in and he said all this positive stuff about Pedro. So I'd have the front three of Pedro, Iguain, and and uh, Hazard on the left. But it is a toothless right hand side. I think Aspilicueta is good in big high profile games defensively. He's a, like you know he was I reeled off the stats um, when he played against City. He was imperious. It was like an immense world class performance. But I feel like a right fullback. For just to just to give some forward thinking ability to that right hand side to a Pedro. Wait, you must be left. You've got to be left out of anything. Well, we know how. No, well, no, because well, I'm, again, speaking theoretically, we've got. You know, I'm not. I don't want to get into the Alonso debate now, but we've got a, a good forward thinking left fullback in Emerson. You know, but um, Jimmy, I want to bring you in, Jimmy. So we know you're thinking goals, Nabil Fakir. If you could pick one one position again, would you are you, are you with me on on fullback or do you feel like it's um, an additional forward? Well, the thing is, uh, I I agree with Max that we need goals. It can't all be loaded and Higuain again because if we if you look at City, they have multiple goal outlets. You know, not only just one player or two players because we can't just load everything on Hazard. That's we have seen that. We can't just load everything on Hazard and Higuain. It's too need that goal-scoring midfielder like Hamshik was, or you need another a right winger who can also score goals from the other side. So the thing is, why I think that Nabil Fakir would be a fantastic signing for us is that he'd plug multiple holes at once. Utility, so yeah. you can play him theoretically as uh, understudy to Higuain. You can play him on the right or on the left wing. You can play him in that left central midfielder role. I, he can't play Regista. He can't do that, as far as I've seen him. But he will guarantee you goals, and he can play everywhere across the attacking band and also in that left central midfielder position. He won't block Callum Hudson-Odoi because he would only be used in the wings if necessary. Otherwise, you know, we our left central midfielder, Kovacic and... Uh, and Barkley aren't really scoring goals. The room loss of cheek is injury prone. Uh, I do believe we should move Barkley on in the summer. Whether we'll get Kovacic doesn't. We don't know anyway. So that would be the best signing for me, uh, definitely. And regarding mm. the fullbacks, yes, I think that is actually the only transfer that seems as if it could maybe happen. I think it's all agent talk at this point and. Uh, negotiating with De Laurentiis we already said this often in the podcast it's uh, you know tedious mm. so uh, if if his side would come then that without would be my, that would be a doubt I would move I would move Aspilicueta over to the left side immediately why not Emerson I love Emerson I've said this before I always write in my articles I want him to start but somehow I think just sorry doesn't want him yeah I agree if that's the case loan him out or sell him whatever but Alonso can't play so if it's Hasai and Azpilicueta on the left he played phenomenally on the left yeah. on the video and the only yeah. worry is lopsidedness but we I think we spoke about that in the uh, in the last podcast so I don't sh- I'm not sure if he'd fit the mould what sorry once but yeah. he can't be slower than Alonso um, and not. you know he's Alonso's one footed 
that as Piliqueta would be one footed on that side, so who cares? I mean, okay, hold, just yeah. yeah, just to pick up on that, you're right. How about this for the perfect amount for a compromise from Sari, keeping his formation, keeping his register, but the lopsidedness of Sarismo changing slightly, so giving Hazard that defensive um, stability a little bit more with, you know, whether it be Kovacic, but having Aspi behind him yeah. as a fullback and not, you know, Alonso moving too slow and defending poorly and then having yeah. Hisai on the right. So for me, we could balance the attack a lot better um, with fullbacks with a, a more defensively solid fullback I'm completely with you of, of putting Aspi over and putting Hassan on the right I think Sari would probably like that even though he does seem to have an, a strange hard on for Alonso um, regardless to what happens but um, obviously Nabil Fakir if you talk about my personal opinion I think it's a waste of money we've got Emerson who who hasn't been given a chance, real chance in the Premier League and you know, team of Juventus are even looking into him. So you know, he's got ability, and he did it for Roma. I think. Yeah. I think Sorry just needs to give him a chance. If that doesn't work, I'd say go buy someone. But Emerson, after Lequeta, David Luiz, and Rudiger should we should not need to spend money on that. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I yeah, agree. I with mean, you. yeah, I think I we agree. all agree. But like J- Jimmy was right to say, one reason or another. He's obviously looking at Emerson. And the weird thing is, he's brought Emerson on more lately. In, I think in the Premier League, he brings him on in the front three. Um, and I think that's for that's a bit it. of pragmatism. And it's weird because, like, Alonso's the striker playing at fullback. Let's be honest. All his, all his qualities is like a striker. Yet yeah, for some reason, he's decided to play. He's play a wing-back or full-back in his career. You know, he can head the ball. He can poach. He can do a free kick. He can volley the ball. He's got a sweet left foot. Yet for some reason, he's playing in a role that absolutely you know exposes him at fullback so it's weird how he plays Emerson in front of him when you'd feel perhaps Emerson should play behind him so fucking weird but um I want to I want to just go go on Max we paid 30 mil for Zavacosta we don't use at all and um well I don't want to use him by the way but I I mean it was a waste of money and I think we we paid 30 mil for Emerson I think was right as well yeah, I think well, we paid less for Zappa Costa. I think it was uh, less than thirty. But yeah, but yeah, and he was a utility player for Conte because he can play both sides. But um, just, he's naff. Yeah, he's just not good enough for the Chelsea. Club, the, club the club's gonna think about oh, look, we bought him for, for like millions. We bought him for millions. We bought him for millions, and then it's hard getting that really good player. I don't mind paying an extra more money, but it's because we keep spending thirty millions on you know your any old player. Mm. It's just it's just a transfer window for us, really. Okay, well, boys, we've we've gone over a little bit, so I want to I want to wrap this up. Um, as as stated before, t- this this episode will be on both platforms on Yannick on Chelsea and the Attacking Two podcast. Um, before I, uh, we plug Max's Twitter, Max, is there is there anything you want to finish up on? Do you do you think we'll make another signing? And uh, other than Higuain, short and sweet, mate. What do you reckon? Not just Higuain. That's what I can see so far. Is Sari um, gonna end this? Is Sari gonna be alright with that? Because he's got his boy. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's, it's hard to tell. We we'll see how it goes in the future games with Higuain, but for now, I'd be happy with just Higuain. Really, there's, mm. uh, I mean, there's nobody else we link to that I'd be happy with. So, Higuain, done deal, get it done, and then we we'll just see how the games go. Yeah, but yeah, hopefully. thank you for having me on the podcast. Absolute pleasure. Um, before before we plug your Twitter page, Jimmy and you, mate, do you, are, you, are you with are you with uh, Max on that? No, as as said already before, I don't think we 
we we will get anyone else unfortunately mm. if at all then his side does seem likely but, but you know before we do plug you tell us what what do you think uh yannick do you think we're going to get someone else um well, let's, let's have a look at the date it is the 23rd i think chelsea will surprise us on deadline day so i'm going to say yes oh. i'm i'm going to say yeah, we've got seven days whether it's a completely underwhelming load of shit <laughs> mm. <laughs> I reckon we will get another player in so I'll leave that that bombshell to the listeners that I do think we will but I couldn't tell you what position or what reasoning or why the hell we bought them or if they're any good so oh, yeah. Max well, well. Max thanks for joining me and Jimmy today on Transfer Talk the Attacking Free um, you've got a Twitter page that you talk about Chelsea and stuff can you just get, let the listeners know the app if they want to follow you yeah, that's CFC Max. Okay. Um, I post all, all Chelsea, Chelsea Chelsea tweets, really. Um, I'm going to get back into more Twitter at the moment. I've stopped between, tweeting, but yeah, give me a follow and then hopefully see you on Twitter. Absolutely. All right. And um, as I said, me, Jimmy and Andy will be keeping an eye out on the transfer window. I imagine um, due to Jimmy, um, excuse me, Andy's absence, we will try and get um, at least one last uh, collaboration transfer talk podcast in to sort of overview the window unless something else crops up that's exciting. But uh, thanks for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you next time.